Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Hey there, Kevin Cruz here. I've been listening to the Lumineers lately, so I feel like I need to say, hey, ho, <laughs> after their best-selling song. I want to know, have you been binge listening? I get that a lot. People emailing me and saying that they are binge listening to all the episodes <laughs> at one time. Uh, I guess because they're so short. I think the long ones run to 20 minutes. Some are five or 10 minutes. And they're only released once a week. I, um, I Usually they're released on Wednesdays, although I feel like you need these at the start of your week as a pep talk to dive into the week. Or maybe it needs to be even shorter, but it's every day so you can get a pep talk on your way to work or something. I don't know. I got to think about the format of this show. But for now, you know that last in the last episode, we talked about why time is even more important than your health. And in this episode, we have a very powerful topic. We're going from the light one last week to a deep one. How to turn your goals into daily MITs. But first, usually I remind you to sign up for my newsletter at MasterYourMinutes.com. But today, I want to say, did you know that I also post frequently over on Facebook? What you want to do is go to my official page, not my personal profile. I don't do business stuff there. Just go to facebook.com forward slash cruise author. And that's K-R-U-S-E author, cruise author. And hit like. Or if you're on Instagram, by the way, just find Kevin Author or even on Snapchat, search up Kevin Author and add me over there. 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 On to the show. Listen, I think you need to rethink or, or I don't know, think deeper about goal setting. So you've probably heard, you know, we've all been taught about the value of setting goals that are SMART goals. SMART is the acronym, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Now, I actually don't like the SMART goal um, acronym. I've got a couple of problems with it, but that's not what this show is about. Smart goals are better than vague goals or no goals. So that's not the point. But the problem I have is that um, what happens if you have too many smart goals? I mean, inevitably, they're going to start to compete against each other. You know, your, your time and attention are going to fight among the, 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 and get spread out, diffused over multiple goals. And just because we know what our goal is, even if it's smart, let's say I want to lose 10 pounds in 12 weeks. I want to pay off $10,000 of debt in the next year. Even if we have a smart goal, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're thinking about what you need to do today. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're working towards your goal today. So that's where this idea of an MIT, a most important task, comes in. Now, personally, I like to have three primary goals in my life, health, wealth, and relationships. Um, It's arbitrary. You know, I know that my focus would be stronger if I only had one goal. But I also learned the hard way 
primarily when I was in my 20s and early 30s and money was my only goal that, you know, you can achieve your goal, but then have regrets because of how out of balance your life becomes, you know, the state of my health, the state of my marriage, you know, all the things that suffered because I was obsessed with only one goal. And, you know, similarly, too many goals will mean you're not going to achieve any of them. You know, you're just not going to be able to focus. So for me, my magic number is three, and I pick health, wealth, and relationships. Um, yours could be different. But what I want to talk about is, you know, moving from one or more smart goals into how do you become mindful on a daily basis about it, what you're going to do, knowing what your most important task is, your daily MIT. And... When you have a daily MIT, that's when you're going to experience breakthroughs in productivity. You won't notice it on a day-to-day -day basis because it's so small. You only worked on your MIT, you know, for 15 minutes a day or only an hour a day, hopefully someday two hours a day. But then all of a sudden, everyone's going to be like, whoa, you know, you just wrote that novel in, you know, the last nine months. You just paid off, you know, that debt in the last 12 months holy shamoles, you've got six-pack abs in 90 days, even though you're only doing one little thing each day. So here's an example. Let's say, okay, let's say I've got a big, hairy, audacious goal known as a BHAG, B-H-A-G, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be earning a million dollars a year in passive income, not active income, but passive income, and I wanna hit that goal within four years. So I like BHAGs because they're so huge. You got to set them a few years out, of course, but they provide motivation. You know, as long as you think it's realistic that you can hit it, well, then a BHAG is going to help you to jump out of bed early every morning because, I mean, you're changing the world. You're changing your life. You're living large. You know, uh, people don't generally have a motivation problem. They have a uh, too small of a goal problem or no goals problem. Uh, the business guru Jim Collins once told me that a BHAG should have like a 50-50 chance of happening. You know, if it's if it's too impossible, well, your brain's going to be like, I'm hitting that snooze button because, you know, that thing ain't going to happen. And if it's too easy, well, then it's like, eh, that's going to happen anyway. I'm not going to work extra hard today. So it needs to be on the fence, like 50-50. I mean, what I do today is going to count. So, you know, I always start with a BHAG. But then the second step is I would take that BHAG and I'd break it down into annual goals, something that's a little closer and smaller, like a stepping stone. So if I want to have a million dollars of passive income in uh, four years, I would probably say, okay, after year one, I want to have achieved $250,000 in passive income. Now, that that's kind of, of an arbitrary number. Uh, you know, logically I could make a case for it. Like, well, if I can get to 250 in year one, then I just need to add another 250 grand each year and I'll be at a million in year four. I just need to repeat whatever I did in year one. That's logical. Th to be honest, you know, we just use logic as a way to, um, kind of justify our emotions. So I think my one-year goal, let's just say it's 250, it's because I feel, again, like it's tough but realistic. If I just felt that that's just not going to happen, it wasn't realistic, I mean, I would probably set a goal for like $125,000. And I could find the logic to justify that. Well, the first year is going to be harder than the others, so it's a lower goal. But then I'm going to double it every year after that or something to that nature. Anyway, so step two is breaking your BHAG down into an annual goal. And 
Here is the key then is um, what is the enabling goal? You know, so the outcome that has to happen is $250,000 of income. What, what has to happen to reach that goal? Now, in my own case, it would be something like, okay, well, this is passive income. So I need to write a book and like publish a book that I'm just going to earn royalties on forever. And I'm going to, once, once there's a book, you know, I could turn it into a podcast and maybe I could sell sponsorships on the podcast, which I'm not doing, but I could get passive income that way. And I could turn the book into an e-learning program and sell people, you know, e-learning courses while I sleep because they're just going to be automatic courses. So all of a sudden I've got these other goals of how I'm going to achieve. They're called enabling goals, um, uh, milestones to the annual goal. And then the fourth step would be my daily most important task, my MIT. So what, what item can I focus on? What task can I do today that would have the biggest leverage towards achieving one of these goals. So when I'm starting out, I mean, my daily MIT would probably be write my freaking book, you know, and I could get specific and I could say, you know, my MIT is to write a thousand words on my book or it could be time bound. You know, I will spend one hour today working on my book. But while your BHAG, you know, is only going to change every, you know, three to five to 10 years, and your goals annually, you know, might shift year to year, your MIT can change much more frequently. Because think about, again, today, my big MIT might be to write the book. Once the book is done, you know, or a first draft's done, my MIT might be, okay, today I need to find an editor. Or today, if that's already done, today I need to, you know, find a cover designer or find a publisher or find an agent, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to do to publish this book. Once the book's out, my MIT might be reach out to podcasters to see if they want to interview me so I can promote the book. So that your MIT will change a lot. I mean, and realistically, like last year when I wrote the time book, I probably was really spending a lot of time and the MIT was writing the book, you know, for about 90 days. I mean, maybe even a little bit longer, but then it very quickly turned, you know, to all the things that were, that then happened to promote the book. You know, one day it's a press release. The next day it's approving an ad. The day after that, it's a podcast interview, whatever that might be. So that's it. I mean, it's really... Um, setting your big, hairy, audacious goal that's going to motivate you to jump out of bed, breaking them into annual goals, figuring out what are the projects or the enabling goals that have to happen to hit your annuals. And the little goal is like your daily MIT. You know, what? which domino, if you tip it over, will set off that chain reaction. Now, <clears throat> if you're working in a you know, a big company, like what I just outlined is great for entrepreneurs, consultants, solopreneurs, etc. cetera. Um, but what, how can you apply this if you're working for a big company? It's very similar. I mean, even if you're in a big company, you can still do some goal setting and some MITs. You know, if you are a young salesperson, um, you know, you're probably going to have an annual sales target. You're probably going to have a quarterly sales target. You might even have a monthly sales target. And working it backwards, you know, a rookie salesperson, their daily MIT might be cold calling. You know, that's the activity. That's the domino to knock over that's going to then yield, uh, you know, presentations and proposals and eventually sales. Again, it's like these four steps. 
Um, and, it, and you can phrase it however you want. I will cold call from eight to 12 every single day, or I will cold call 100 people by the end of the day. Uh, I will cold call nonstop until I get 10 people on the phone with me. I don't know, but you know, think about a way to make it specific, even as an MIT, um, you know, it, what are other job roles? Uh, look, if you're a startup, if you're a CEO, you might be working on a on a, a PowerPoint deck to, to go to an investor conference. Um, if you're a student uh, in college, maybe you're having trouble with a course and your MIT today is to find a tutor for calculus. Lord knows I should have had a tutor for calculus. One of my weakest grades, probably the weakest grade I ever had in college, but Anyway, long time ago. So, <clears throat> you know, how much time should you spend on your MIT? I think as much as you can get away with. You know, unfortunately, I think Seth Godin just had a blog post that like, we're, you know, he said something like, I'm too busy doing my job to spend time on my job or something like that. You know, we all tend to chase all the things that are urgent, all the little things, all the easy things, all the quick things, and we tend to put off the important things, that domino that's going to help knock over the bigger domino on that chain reaction. <clears throat> I like to tell people, look, first of all, consistency is key. If you can only spend 15 minutes a day on your MIT, great, make it 15 minutes a day. I like to see people spend at least a solid hour. I think two hours is really good. Uh, Mark Pincus, you know, told me he's the CEO of Zynga, that um, the game company that, um, they did Farmville. I'm not a big game player, so I'm sure they have some other hit that's out. But he says, like, he thinks you should be spending half of your time on your MIT. You know, he says, listen, if you want to build great products, devote more than 50% of your work hours to product. Don't accept speaking opportunities if you can't justify them. You know, it's so easy for uh, all of us to accept things that are fun or we justify it. Oh, it's good to network. Yeah, there's a lot of good things to do out there but they're not as important as our MIT. So the takeaway is this. First for me, stop rambling. Second for you, set a BHAG, set an annual goal. What needs to happen this year for you to hit your annual goal and then break it into your daily MIT. That is a smart system. All right, who wants some swag? I am sending out this week. I got a, a, an autograph book I'm sending out. I'm sending out some 1440 t-shirts. Others are getting stickers. I got a pile of random business books, all great books that are just sitting on my shelf that I wanna find a good home. I'll even send you other people's books. I don't care. Um, all you need to do is two minutes. Go onto iTunes, search Extreme Productivity Podcast, and spend one minute leaving a one-sentence review, honest review. You know, if you like it, great. If you don't like it, that's fine too. Honest review on iTunes. And just shoot me an email, kevin at kevincruz.com. Let me know you left a review. I'll send you some, uh, I'll send you some swag if you give me your, your snail mail address. Until next week, please remember, we need to master our minutes to master our lives. Hey, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. If you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve 
your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.